welcome, welcome, and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen, and this is where I get my unpopular opinion about sports. So, a couple things. I know last time I said that I'm going to take a little break, and I wasn't going to do a podcast or do another episode until 2019. I know I said that. I know I said that. The thing is, though, I didn't really like how the last podcast went about well there's a couple things one yeah like i said i didn't really like how the last podcast went about you know you can't bat a thousand every time you know i'm pretty good at this i believe but you can't bat a thousand every time i I stumbled a a couple times i messed up a little bit but you know i have free time i was like let me do this another thing was and shout out to my boy gene gene was like yo you should do a list, a top, uh, like a a top five list of players, great players that was affected by injury. I said, you know what, Gene, you're right, you're right. I'm gonna do that. So I don't know if you watched last episode. Hopefully y'all did. Unpopular podcast. You can watch it on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. But on the last episode, I gave my top 12 all-decade-plus team, well, from years 2000 to 2019, almost two decades, I guess. I gave my team, I gave 12 players, I gave a couple of honorable mentions. This time, I'm going to do my all-injury team. And it's not going to be from 2000, 2000, I mean, 2019. It's just going to be my, you know, five players. I think careers were absolutely ruined by injury now like i said last episode i gave you off 12 i'm not gonna do that this time i'm just give you off five with a couple honorable mentions but without further ado here is my all nba injury team and and there's the thing about injury man some of these players did find success some of these players are you know still have stuff going for them but from when they got injured to where they were at the end of their career or where they where they currently hold or where they currently are it is drastically different and that's and you can look no further than because of injury injury sucks man and these players either were game changers or could have been game changers you know what i mean so, without further ado, you know I always got to have honorable mentions. I kind of cheat all the time. <laughs> I cheat all the time, man. I, I give a couple honorable mentions and because they might have just almost missed. Oh, one thing. Before I keep going, I got a couple people that said last from a last podcast, why did I not put Vince Carter and Jason Kidd? I even did a whole episode about Jason Kidd. Look, man. They're great players. I just didn't put them in my honorable mentions because my honorable mentions would have been too long. Like, I thought of Vince Carter. I thought of Jason Kidd. Like, come on, man. I, I know I didn't put them in, but that does. I'm not taking away from the fact that they're still great players. So, don't, don't. I had three people to come to me and say that. So, you know, again, Vince Carter and Jason Kidd are great players, blah, blah, blah. I'm on this, I'm on this episode now. So one honorable mention I have for the all-injury team is Yao Ming. I've, I've been very vocal in saying that I don't think Yao Ming deserve. Well, 
he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame due to his impact that he had on basketball when it when we talk about the overseas aspect and how he pretty much brought a whole country to the United I mean to the United States to the NBA but Yao Ming was a good player Yao Ming alongside Trace McGrady was a, uh, a a dynamic duo that was that was crazy. The only thing about Yao Ming is he pretty much destroyed his feet, man, or his foot. His foot pretty much exploded, almost like split in half. And here's the thing about being what seven three, seven four, and being that tall, man. It's not natural. And you see, with a lot of seven footers, especially towards the end of their career, they have a lot of feet problems. And Yao Ming was was not the exception. He was the 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 he was it. His career ended so early due to injury, and he got injured a lot, especially towards the end. And mo and almost all of them had to do with feet. Do I think Yao Ming would have been like on Shaq's level? No, but Yao Ming was a very productive player, and Yao Ming was. One of two people, two anchors on that Houston Rockets team that was primed to go deep in the playoffs multiple years. I mean, you have T Mac, you have Shane Battier, you have Ron Artest, you have Luis Scola when he was good. Like, th that team was predicated on Yao Ming and T Mac being good. And unfortunately, Yao Ming foot exploded and that's that's what you got that's how you got what you got i think yao ming would have been a lot better than he was Kona, like at the end of his career and yes he's a hall of famer but he's more of a hall of famer due to the fact that you know how, the culture that he brought to the nba and i don't think his play would have even if he didn't get injured i don't think his play would have brought him to the hall of fame but he would have been a lot more productive than he was my next honorable mention had to go to Bill Walton, and see, here's the thing about Bill Walton: he did win a champ, he did win a couple championships with the Celtics. But Bill Walton was arguably the greatest college basketball player we've ever seen. Being at UCLA, he could do anything on the court, and early in the NBA, he could do anything he wanted on the court too, to be a big man. But like Yao Ming, and like many most big men. He started. He started getting. He had a lot of foot problems, and a lot of back problems, to the point where there were there were games. He said that at halftime he couldn't even. He had to, just like Larry Bird. He had to lay down. He said there were there was times when after games he couldn't walk for like two days because his feet were hurting that much. Now, again, when he was in Portland. He unfortunately, like I said, hurt his hurt his feet a couple times, but and he did ultimately end up winning a championship with the Celtics. But Bill 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 Walton was one before the injury was one of the could have been here we go one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, he's crazy now with the whole 
He's just he's just wild now. If you listen to some of the things he say and how he t- he's wild at this point. But that's not taken away from how great he was on the basketball court. Do I think Bill Walton? You know, I think Bill Walton was so good. He could be. You know how people have like Mount Rushmores and and greatest of all times and stuff. If Bill Walton would have never got injured, he could he might have been on that on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. It's just his feet failed him. And injuries really debilitated him. And my last honorable mention, I'm only having three honorable mentions. It's Chris Paul, and I'm gonna tell you why. Chris Paul is always is one of the best point guards we've ever seen. Especially when we're talking about little point guards. I don't I don't want to disrespect anybody, but little point guards. He's feisty. He's great offensively. He's a he scraps defensively. But what is the biggest knock that we have on Chris Paul? He has never made it to the NBA Finals, and he's never won a championship. Now, yes, a lot of people have never won a championship, and that's understandable. But when we think about Chris Paul, that is the number one criticism that we have on him. Just like that's the number one criticism we have with uh, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony never made it to the finals and never won a championship. Same as Chris Paul. But the thing, and the reason why I put him on the all-injury team is because injuries really affected that. A lot of people don't talk about that, but injuries really affected that. Look at last year. They were they were game they were one game away from making it to the finals, and I think if they would have made it to the finals, they would have beat the Cavaliers and LeBron James because that Houston Rockets team last year was loaded, and they went they went into the playoffs with the number one number one seed. But what happens? He pulls his hamstring. Golden State then wins the next two games. They make it to the finals. Golden State does. You remember a couple years ago when Chris Paul was on was on the Clippers, and he was going against OKC, and they they had they had the squad to beat Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and OKC. What happens? He tears his ligament in his in his, in his thumb, I believe. And now he's out. They lose. OKC OKC advances. Or a couple years before that, when it seems the whole Clippers got injured. You know what I mean? Chris Paul. And I remember Blake Griffin got injured that year. Chris Paul broke his hand. That's what happened. He broke his hand against the against the Trailblazers. He broke his hand against the Trailblazers. Uh, Blake Griffin broke his broke something or hurt himself too. They lose to the Blazers. It's like, yes, Chris Paul. There have been times when he just collapsed, but I feel that injuries have affected his career more than a lot of people want to give credit to. Sometimes I don't give credit to because I'm like, yo, Chris Paul. Let me is a little overrated. But then I don't. I, I had to really sit and look like injuries really played a part in his career. In fact, I don't think Chris Paul has ever played more than 75 games due to injury, not due to like rest, due to injury. Hell, he's injured now. He pulled his hamstring again. 
and now we're sitting out for the Rockets. So, yes, Chris Paul is great. Yes, Chris Paul more than likely will be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, Chris Paul has had a great career, but injuries have played a significant part in his career. So, and, and, and honestly, I think his window for a championship is unless he like goes and plays with LeBron or something or Golden State, I think he might have a chance. But then even that, he just signed a four-year deal with the Houston Rockets. Like, who's going to want Chris Paul at age, like, 48, making $44 million for their team? So I think he's stuck with Houston, or Houston's stuck with him, It's and vice versa. It, I don't, and again, I'm not saying this to say that Chris Paul is a bad player. And I'm not saying this to say that. Injury, like injuries, took away a great player or anything, but he they did take away great moments for Chris Paul. Now, I feel that if some of them instances when he if he would not have gotten injured, I think he would have made it to at least the finals. I don't know if he would have won, but at least last year, I think he would have won because that that Cleveland team was weak, man. And Houston, as well as Golden State, was just like leaps and bounds better than Houston. I mean, better than uh, Cleveland. So that's my all honorable mention injuries team and uh let's let's get started so injuries suck and the, and the thing about injuries you really can't control them like you can't be like all right i'm i'm, I'm not gonna get injured today it's there are a lot of them are freaking nature injured injuries a lot of them recur a lot a lot of um there's nothing you could have possibly done and we've seen careers or great players careers get shattered or get forever altered due to injuries and that brings me to my number one player and I'm not saying number one is like I'm ranking them I'm just saying five players right that goes to my first player that his career was completely affected by injury, and that's Derrick Rose. Yes, Derrick Rose is playing now, but let me just rattle off some things about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose won the Rookie of the Year in 2008-2009. He became the youngest MVP ever in 2010 and 2011. And in 2010 and 2011, there was a... There wasn't even a discussion. Derrick Rose was the most athletic point guard we've ever seen. From his highlight dunks to his the way he contorts his body to do, make crazy layups, we never saw a player like Derrick Rose. If Derrick Rose would have con continued on that trajectory, he would have been a no-brainer Hall of Famer. I put in a... I had a... One of my episodes I did in the podcast, I talked about how Derrick Rose, to me, at least should be considered for the Hall of Fame. Not just because of what he did on the court, but his global presence and his global, the love that so many people have for Derrick Rose, just like Yao Ming. But we should have never had that conversation if it wasn't for injury. Derrick Rose tore his meniscus in the 2012 playoffs, and it's been downhill since. 
That man had ACL injuries, eye injuries, ankle injuries, wrist injuries. Injury like his body piled so many injuries. His he he had to take he had to step. Remember when he he uh. He pretty much went ghost for New York. Like, they didn't even know where the hell he went. And he said he was dealing with some mental and family issues. And then he had to leave. He had to take an absence from the Cleveland Cavaliers last year pretty much for the same thing. He had. To, he didn't know if he, he, he wanted to retire or not. He had to get his mind together. See, Derek, Derek Rose... I think at this moment, like he he sort of had a resurgence, and I think that he will win the Sixth Man of the Year this year. Which you know, shouts out to him. But think about that. Just think about that. Derrick Rose would have became if if which I hope he does wins the Sixth Man of the Year. Derrick Rose would be the only NBA MVP in NBA history to go from winning an MVP to a Sixth Man of the Year. While that is a great feat to win another, you know, six man of the year, that also shows just how much his career has changed. In fact, even if you look now, you know, he's he's playing great, had a 50-point game this year, had a couple 30-point games. I believe last night he, he dropped 24, 25. But if you think about it, we haven't – I think Derrick Rose has only had one dunk this year. The same Derrick Rose that's known for his athleticism, dunking on people. Remember when he dunked on Gordon Dragic? He dunked on Joel Anthony. He he's dunked on a couple people, and and he he was known to be a high flyer. At his small stature, he was known to be a high flyer. We haven't. I think we. I think we've might we've maybe seen him dunk once this year. Do I think Derrick Rose' career is over? Clearly not. I think, again, I think he is going to win the sixth man of the year. I would hope he wins the sixth man of the year because it's pretty, it's pretty tight this year. But injuries really robbed us of a once-in-a-generation player. Now, yes, we have Russell Westbrook and everything, but hell, even Russell Westbrook's dealing with some injuries at this point. Because when you play, I believe when you play that style, you you're really susceptible to injuries, and it, it was really some BSs when he tore his meniscus, and this is why I, I kind of look at Tom Thibodeau a little a little differently. Not saying you know he's still a great coach, he'll still go down as a great coach, but he tore his meniscus in garbage time in the playoffs. They were like, I remember they were destroying the 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 Sixers. Their girl didn't even need to be in the game, but as uh, he was in the game. He went up for a layup, boom, went, tore his meniscus. Then he tore his he tore his ACLs. He tore another meniscus. He tears he he I believe he broke his like eye bone. Had a couple a lot of ankle injuries, a lot uh, wrist injuries. Like Derrick Rose has just been through it all, man. And injuries really robbed us of a great great player. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. You watched. I'm trying to put it in context. You see how. You ever been. Here we go. You ever know somebody that is just full of life and that 
just throws caution to the wind and just just lives life. And situations after situations after situations happen to them. And then you look at them now and it's just like they're a shell of themselves. That is Derrick Rose. Yes, Derrick Rose is still a you know a really good player. Again, and I, I can't stress this enough. I hope he wins Sixth Man of the Year because he's he's already came out and said that he's he's going for it and he's played great. But Derrick Rose is not the Derrick Rose of old. Derrick Rose is nowhere close to 2010, 2011 Derrick Rose, and then that's just age. I understand you'd be like, "Well, Jalen, that was ten. I mean, nine years ago." No, it's not just that. It's injuries have really struck his body. And struck his mind. I think about it. He's been on the Bulls. He's been on the Knicks. He's been on Cleveland. For a minute, he wasn't on a team because nobody wanted him. Until Tom Thibodeau went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then they picked him up. And now he's had a resurgent year. It's just no... If it wasn't for injury, Derrick Rose would be looked at completely different. In a good way. Now, to me, Derrick Rose is more of a, a, a sad story of what could have been instead of what is. So, that's D. Rose, man. And I'm still a fan of D. Rose, man, but I, I see, you know, I see, I see what people see, man. I see. I don't expect Derrick Rose to do no flashy dunks. Now he does still make acrobatic layups and everything, which is which is great. He's a better shooter now, which I, I definitely like. But it's 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 not the Derrick Rose of old. The second player I want to the second player on my list is Penny Hardaway. Before Magic Johnson. It was unheard of, of a 6'7", 6'9", 6'10", point guard. Magic Johnson is going to, to me, the greatest point guard ever. Penny Hardaway had the opportunity to be in that echelon. Penny Hardaway was 6'7", coming out of Memphis, and he was everything that Magic Johnson wasn't. You know, I'm not saying that to say Matt Johnson was trash or Penny Hardaway was better than Matt Johnson. I'm not saying that at all. Penny Hardaway was better offensively than him. Yes, Matt Johnson was better assist-wise, but Penny Hardaway could dish the ball like like it was nobody's business, man. Penny Hardaway played defense. Penny Hardaway was 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 Penny Hardaway. People don't really understand how great Penny Hardaway was. Penny Hardaway with Shaq led. The Bull beat the Bulls when Jordan came back, but led the Orlando Magic to the finals. Where they ultimately, we all know about Nick the Brick Anderson and, and the four missed free throws and stuff like that. But they lost to the Rockets. But Penny Hardaway was the truth, man. You know he was the truth when you have commercials talking about Little Penny. Like, he had... People are still wearing phone posits. People are still wearing pennies. Like, Penny was cold, man. Penny Penny Hardaway had was sort of like... Could have been so much for the culture, you know? Again, he could have been a hybrid Matthew Johnson. That's what I, that's what I usually call, call him before everything happened. 
He was a hybrid Magic Johnson. Better, no, he wasn't as tall as Magic, and he wasn't as big as Magic, but he was be definitely better offensively. He still had the the vision and compass, sort of similar to Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was, was better, but you know, Magic, Penny still had the eye for assists. And he he was he was flashy. He was great. The thing was, he was robbed by injury. Knee injuries killed his career. And knee injuries, if you saw that 30 for 30 with that was talking about the Magic, that's one reason why Shaq left. One, because there was a little jealousy between Penny Hardaway and Shaq. But also, Penny Hardaway started, you know, injuries started to pile up. Especially A lot of knee injuries started piling up. And especially towards the end of his career. Ever, since the knee, knee injuries happened, he was never the same. Penny Hardaway. Like, people expected. If it wasn't for Penny, and, and most of these players, if they're not in the Hall of Fame, that's on my list, or, or going to be in the Hall of Fame, they could have been if it wasn't for injuries. This is how good they were. But now, Penny Hardaway is not going to touch the Hall of Fame, I don't believe. Derrick Rose, as unfortunate as it is, he's not going to touch the Hall of Fame. It's and it, it it just sucks, man. Penny Hardaway had the opportunity to be one of the greatest point guards to ever play, and sort of like how sort of how Magic Johnson was an outlier. Penny Hardaway was an outlier as well. Nobody except for Magic Johnson saw a six-seven point guard. In fact. It was Magic Johnson, and then it was Penny. There was nothing in between that saw a six nine to six seven or six seven to six nine point guard have handles like they did, assists like they did, score like Penny Hardaway did, and just lead a team like they did. But but injuries, man, knee injuries cost to me cost Penny another trip to the finals, cost Penny and Orlando. Final appearances, then he got traded to Phoenix, I remember. That didn't work out. Just Penny Hardaway's career just went into shambles after his knee injuries. And and, 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 and it's crazy how most of these people on my list, you hear injuries. You don't hear injury. Except for Yao Ming. Yao Ming had like one huge injury. But it's, it's crazy. It's crazy just how we forget about Penny Hardaway. And I think that's definitely due to injuries. Penny Hardaway was the dude, man. Penny Hardaway was that man. Phone, I'm, look, phone posits are my favorite shoe of all time. I don't know if it's because I'm from DC, you know, DMV. I don't know if it's... I don't know, but I love phone posits are my favorite shoe of all time. I take phone posits over Jordans. I know that's a that's a hot scolding take, but that's me. And I loved now I wasn't I loved watching Penny Hardaway highlights, man. Penny Hardaway was different. Now no, I don't have the body type like Penny Hardaway. I'm not as tall as Penny Hardaway. I'm not Penny Hardaway. And I just like watching him. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it was it was cool. He was a great, great player. And I'm not taking nothing away from that guy. Penny Hardaway was that dude. Which brings me to my next player. Magic, I mean, no, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Tracy McGrady. 
I alluded to him last episode when I was talking about honorable mentions uh, with the top all two, I guess, two decade team. But the reason why I said I couldn't put him because he got injured way too much. Yeah, and it was really back injuries. He dealt with back spasms a lot, dealt with ankle injuries, dealt with shoulder injuries. Think about it. Tracy McGrady. There's a there was a thing going around on tw- on Twitter and Instagram putting him up like it was a 1v1 between him and Kevin Durant. That should show you just how great of a scorer he was. If that is debatable that you can put T Mac next to arguably the greatest score ever, one of the greatest scores ever in Kevin Durant. T Mac would have now he is he's in the Hall of Fame now, but he would have went down as one of the greatest scores of all time. He probably still does, but a lot of y'all remember he scored what thirteen points in oh that was yeah thirteen points in like nine seconds, ten seconds, or a minute or something like that. Probably meant 13 13. I don't know. <laughs> I just think if it wasn't for the back injuries and, and, and shoulder injuries, he would have went to the finals. He never went to the finals. He had a stacked Rockets team, but he kept getting injured. And it was like, oh! Yo. <laughs> I just remembered, yo. I'm sorry, a little side note, side note. Let me tell y'all why I hate, I hated my nurse, man, my school nurse. I I don't know why I just thought about this, but (laughs) I know I'm going on a little tangent, but hey, this is my podcast, and thanks for listening, thanks for listening. Yo, this is why I hated my nurse. She did, and I'm not going to say her name because she's probably a fabulous nurse. I don't know, but she just sucked towards me. I remember, yo, every I, every time I would get hurt or I would be feel sick, she ain't do nothing. In fact, boom. So I, I, had, I fractured my ankle in P.E. We were playing basketball. Uh, I went up for a rebound. This one guy, he fell, or I don't know how, somebody, I guess, he took his legs out from under him. His whole body fell on my ankle. Boom. Fractured. The thing is, it was a hairline fracture at that point. I kept playing on it. You know, adrenaline rushing at that point. Like, you know, uh, uh, ah, damn. All right, I twist my ankle. That's what I thought. But it, it felt, it was like, I felt a pop and it was hot. It felt a little different, but, you know, Adrenaline's pumping. I just tied my shoe a little tighter. I'm limping, but I'm playing. Once PE's over, I could barely walk, bruh. I could barely walk. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? So I go to the nurse. At this point, my ankle is the size of a, a baseball. She looks, <laughs> she looks at it and says, looks like you twisted your ankle. I say, yeah, I, I guess. But at this point, like, it looks a little different. Like, it's purple. It, it, and it's the size of a baseball. She's like, looks like you twisted your ankle. Here, take two minutes. And, and, and at this, now, 
a little bit of context. It was the last period of the day, but still. Like at like in about 10, 15 minutes, the bell was gonna ring. It was eighth period. The bell's gonna ring. Boom! You go to the buses, go home. But still, she says, and I quote, "Well, Jalen, take two minutes, and, and you can go back to class." I look at her like two minutes. The f- <sighs> all right. It took the two minutes. I'm limping. In fact, it got so bad. That once I got off the bus, I had to crawl to my house. It was embarrassing as hell, but I couldn't walk. Turns out, I get to the nurse. I mean, I get to the doc at this point, you know. And I'm not trying to be racist, but black people don't go to the doctor unless they really need to. Like, really need to. And I knew something was wrong. So, I was like, I'm, I'm over crying to my mom. Yo, please take me to the hospital. I go to the hospital. Boom. They said I was like inches away from a complete break. I said, see, I have a fractured limb. See, ah, she cost me my uh, my junior year, man, in basketball, bro. I'm not saying she could have done anything, but she could have let a nigga know, man. Damn, see, that's why I hate school. Well, not not all school nurses are bad, but you know, no. But back to the thing, back to the thing, back to the thing. And I say that this is why I went on a tangent. Now, like I said, Tracy McGrady is one of the greatest scorers ever. But this goes to my next, my fourth player, Grant Hill. Grant Hill blames his career going the way it did due to a misdiagnosis from Orlando, which I understand. They were saying, you know, is his ankle his ankle wasn't as bad as you know, he he was good. It really wasn't an ankle injury. Um it was pretty much all in his head and because they said he pretty much destroyed his ankle. And He should, he should have never like once he went there the first time they should like shut him down the whole season, but no they they said no you can keep playing you can keep playing they called it a twist no it was a whole like his ankle was was destroyed, but Orlando misdiagnosed him. They gave him two mints. <laughs> they gave him two mints. God man, what, that's all she did. I remember I had a stomach virus in school, man. And she gave me two mints. They sent me back to class. Like what the? F- but LeBron, I mean LeBron, Grand Hill was the first LeBron James. In fact, I'm a North Carolina fan through and through. Like I bleed Tar Heel Nation and everything. There's only two Duke players in my entire life that I can say I don't hate. One of them is Kyrie Irving. But he doesn't really count. He only played like nine games and was like, yeah, I'm too good for this. I'm injured. Let me let me just sit out for the rest of this. Rest of this. And Grand Hill. Grand Hill could do, like like LeBron James, Grand Hill can do everything on the court. Play defense. He was, he was bigger than most players. He... He could score. He was better. He was better at shooting threes than LeBron. Even though three pointers weren't as emphasized back then as it was now, he's a better shooting LeBron. He could assist. He he was a team like he was the first LeBron. But Angel, 
You know, people don't understand how great Grant Hill was. Like, people look like, okay. Like, when people think of Grant Hill, they think of a couple things. They think of the, the trade that people hated for, you know, when, when he was put in the trade. In fact, I'm sorry. He blames Detroit, not Orlando. I was thinking Orlando because he got traded to Orlando for, you know, in that deal. It was like a deal that brought him to Orlando and people hated it because he wasn't the same. He wasn't he wasn't the Grand Hill that was projected. He wasn't the college Grand Hill. He wasn't the early Detroit Pistons Grand Hill. But Detroit Pistons really botched his, botched his injury and misdiagnosing that ruined his career. But Grant Hill was it, bro. Grant Hill was it. Grant Hill played alongside T Mac, but he kept getting injured. And then T Mac was like, "Yo, I can't, I can't do this. There's really nothing for me in Orlando." That's why he went to Houston. Like people, and and, and this is most of these people on this list. Yes, T-Max is in the Hall of Fame. Yes, we're watching D.E. Rose now. But you look at Grant Hill. You look at T-Max. You look at Penny Hardaway. You look at D. Rose. People forget just how great they really were. When I think of D. Rose now, all I think about, no, no, the most, the first thing I think about is injuries. When I think about Penny Hardaway, the first thing I think about is shoes. I don't think about how great he was on court. I think about shoes. And that, to me, is due to injury. The first time, first thing I think about Grant Hill, I think about injuries. Not for the fact that he was arguably the first LeBron James. He was arguably one of the greatest college players ever. Bill Walton's in that discussion. Grant Hill's in that discussion. But I think about injuries. And lastly, the last person on my list is Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy... When we talk about heat check, guys, Brandon Roy was the ultimate heat check. He was a scoring machine. He was Portland. If it really wasn't for Damian Lillard, he was, and maybe Clyde Drexler, he was Portland's greatest scorer ever. If I'm, if I'm forgetting somebody, let me know. But he led Portland to the playoffs multiple years, man. Portland, the same Portland, he played with LaMarcus, a young LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, young Nicholas Patoon. And I, I don't remember. Yeah, he played with a young Wesley Matthews, I believe. But Brandon Roy was it, man. Brandon Roy, when we talk about players like Gilbert Arenas, Kobe Bryant, they you could fit them in, like, once they're hot, they're hot. Why did I just put Gilbert Arenas in? Well, 2005-2006 Gilbert. But they were hot. Brandon Roy, you remember the, the epic playoff uh, playoff moments he had? Brandon Roy was it. The problem with Brandon Roy was knee injuries. Knee injuries forced him to retire in 2011. In fact, let me look up when Brandon Roy was drafted. He was drafted in 2006. Brandon Roy was drafted in 2006 and was forced to retire in 2011. Five years. That really showed. And and Brandon Roy, like I said, was. And, and, and like all these people on this list, all these people would have been sure fire Hall of Famers. 
Yes, Grant Hill's a Hall of Fame. Yes, T-Mac's a Hall of Fame. I don't think Derrick Rose is being. I know Penny ain't going to be. But Brandon Roy was it. And the fact that he's pretty much forgotten. Like, he's forgotten when we talk about when we talk about greatest scores ever. And it sucks. Hell, and it's not even just, I guess, going a little tangent. It's not even just basketball. Football, like, you remember Sterling Sharp? Sterling Sharp was one of the greatest wide receivers we had, but he kept getting injured. Bo Jackson. Like, <laughs> it's, injuries is everywhere, man. If it, Brandon Roy, there was a time when we were debating who was a better score between Brandon Roy and Kobe. And hell, it happened to Dar- uh, Dar- Deron Williams too. There was a time when we were like, "Yo, who is better, Deron Williams or?" Chris Paul, but Deron Williams kept getting injured to a point where he just looked like a shell of himself for Cleveland. And in fact, he was like their worst player come playoff time. It, it's crazy, man. Like I said, Derrick Rose, Brandon Roy, Grant Hill, T-Mac, and Penny Hardaway are my all-NBA injury team. If I'm forgetting some, let me know. But I think those five careers were forever altered and forever changed by injury. Yes, there's still there's still success in some of their careers. Like I said, T Max in the Hall of Fame, Grant Hill's in the Hall of Fame, but they all should be. Brandon if Brandon Roy had a chance to be in the Hall of Fame. Derrick Rose, why I think. You know, he should at least get a nod. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Penny Hardaway is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think injury really derailed that. Like, for real. But, again, and it's not just just basketball. Like I said, Sterling Sharp. Bo Jackson. You know, it, it happens in every single sport. Every single sport. And that it just sucks, man. It really sucks. It really sucks that something that you can't control can alter your entire the way that people view you forever. Derrick Rose, people are a lot of people aren't gonna remember or aren't gonna think when they first think of Derrick Rose, while they will remember the greatness that he was and what he was for Chicago and what he was, you know, for the NBA, as in for athletic point guards. But the first thing anybody's going to think when they think of Derrick Rose, injury. First thing anybody's going to think when they think of Penny Hardaway is injury and shoes. <laughs> first thing anyone's going to think about T Mac, Hall of Fame, I mean, Hall of Fame and injuries. Brandon Roy, definitely injuries. <clears throat> Grand Hill, what could have been due to injuries? It's, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. But there you have it, man. That's that's my all injury. I'm still mad at my nurse, man. <laughs> Two goddamn mints, man. Shouts out to her. I'm not even going to say my school either because they could be listening. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, man, that was that was uh, that was this episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I know I said I was going to take a break last time. Uh, I'm definitely going to take a break this time. So y'all won't see me for until 2019. And and yes, yes, I know I said that already, but I mean it this time. I'm definitely taking a break. I just had that on my mind. I'm I'm a I'm gonna shut my shut my sports brain down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna detox. I'm gonna fast, and I will be. I will be back in 2019. So I thank you guys for listening. This is the Unpopular Podcast, and until next year. And I'm, again, I mean it this time. <laughs> until next year, much love. I look like Josh Smith from Atlanta, I do Ha-choo Excuse you, that nigga look like me He from the GA and I'm M-Easy That's game I don't do what you niggas do That's lame I sue all my crew from the Bird Gang I sue all my crew from under Young Wayne A walking motherfucking flame Living up to my brother's name Rocking that red shit Wasn't fucking with them other gangs Amongst other things They wasn't fucking with me I ain't your average motherfucker I'm a motherfucking G I got some shit on my chest that I wanna get off Got some shit for that vest that'll knock that bullshit off Money like Madoff Killer like Adolf Roy Holiday How I let a fucking K off And I don't take a fucking day off